There's Always a Lyric is sponsored by Lotus 823. At Lotus 823, your goals are our goals. We help consumer tech, home, and lifestyle brands gain visibility, drive relevant traffic, and increase sales through customized public relations and marketing strategies. Want to learn more? Head over to lotus823.com or get in touch at biz at lotus823.com today. Welcome to another episode of There's Always a Lyric. I'm your host, David Hernandez. Our sponsor again is Lotus 823. And full disclosure, I am a managing partner <laughs> at Lotus 823. And uh, today I have a, a really special guest because he's also a friend uh, as well as a colleague, um, an esteemed colleague. And his name is Ken Jacobs. Hi, Ken. How are you? And welcome from from esteemed land. I, I, I bid you welcome. I bid me welcome. That, that's right. <laughs> Ken has uh, quite a, a long career in the public relations space and communications. He is uh, currently the the principal of Jacobs Consulting and Executive Coaching, which helps empower public relations and communications leaders and executives to become more effective leaders. It does so via executive coaching. His company also helps agencies grow business manage for profitability, improve client service, and enhance team performance, communications, and leadership skills via training and consulting. Prior to launching his companies, Ken spent 25 years in management and leadership positions with a number of PR agencies, including Ogilvy and Mather, uh, Marina Marr, Communications, Maloney and Fox, and Lip Taylor. Ken discusses leadership with some of the PR and communications industry's most respected leaders via, quote, taking the lead. And if you haven't checked that out, you should. His quarterly leadership column in PRSA's strategies and tactics and the similarly named video podcast on his website and YouTube channel. A presenter at Public Relations Society of America's Counselors Academy and various PRSA chapters and on the board of PRSA Tri-State District. Fun fact. Ken wants you all to know he was a Public Relations Society Students Association, Central New York's Outstanding Undergraduate Student of the Year before a number of you were born. That is a fact. And in full candor, he believes he was the only one nominated. I kind of like to start in the present and what you're doing in the consulting coaching space. Can you tell everybody a little bit about what that's like? What was the impetus there and, and how you ended up there? As you mentioned, I'm the principal of Jacobs Consulting and Executive Coaching and currently the only employee. And I think that's how it's probably going to go. So I guess you could say I'm a, let's say a musical term. I'm a soloist. That's right. I'm a soloist. I was in uh, agency leadership management many, many years. I got into it early. I got into management early, leadership early. That was good and sometimes not so good. But in full candor, we're going to go there. Um Towards the end of that career, a number of my positions ended, you know, shorter and shorter duration and not always by my choice. So I had to realize that even though PR agency life, management and leadership was really right for me for a number of years, towards the end, it wasn't right for me. And I had to figure out what this chapter two was going to be. Thank God I did, because I've just found this life of just tremendous satisfaction, fulfillment, abundance. I liked my job in the agency days and we had fun and I have some other plaques and awards from that. But uh, this is just so much more the career uh, I was meant to do. Right, And I don't have to retire because I'm just 
loving it beyond anything. So sometimes you kind of got to get to the bottom a bit. Thank God I did. It 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 feels also like a natural outcome though, or a natural evolution. Playing in some rough and tumble, high stakes, high stress agencies. It it did require leadership, and some days I really brought great leadership. And in full candor, some days I didn't. And I always think, what an irony, because I had to get out of the business. I wasn't leading effectively. And I use a lot of those lessons today to help my clients become better leaders. So even when you think you failed, air quotes, you can use those lessons to fuel a second or third chapter and and great success and great fulfillment. That learning, right, that that, uh, that process is what led you to really be doing the most fulfilling work you've done in your entire career. No question. And I'm still related to the world of PR. I have to stay up on it. I have to stay knowledgeable, especially to do the consulting part. I mean, PR has changed so dramatically since I led in it. And my God, it's changed tremendously since three months ago. At a certain point, you have to think of how much brain power and time will you spend on professional development, leadership development? What do you want it to be about? And for me, understanding the neuroscience, Mm. understanding how our brains work and how they manifest success Mm. and understanding how you can lead more effectively by understanding the neuroscience and the neuroplasticity of the people you're leading and coaching. That to me is the most fascinating and the most interesting. I know it will be more about that and more about that in coaching than uh, the consulting per se. When I think about keeping up with stuff you're on top of, like A1 and ChatGPT and all that stuff, and and thinking about what's next, for me, that's a little exhausting. Mm-hmm. But when I think, ooh, next week I could take a webinar on neuroplasticity, oh, sign me up. Folks that specialize in the tactical side mm-hmm. of the business, and and what you're talking about is a is really the overarching piece of being a leader in an agency or even running an agency. And those things are not uh, built on the tactics. It's it's quite it's a quite different set of skills that you're going to need in order uh, to be an effective leader. Yeah, I think you know we go through that PR or marketing or advertising career. And in my experience, we promote people into positions of leadership just because they've been great PR people or marketers or digital people, or they're great with clients or, you know, and I'm not, uh, and they can run a budget, right? They can run a production schedule, all those tactical things. Mm -hmm. And I would never minimize that, but the skills to lead people, to lead human beings, to inspire them, that's really a different skill set. In the big PR or communications cemetery, there's no tombstone that says he doubled the budget. You know, it's great if she or he doubled the budget. I'm not minimizing that. Go, you double that budget. But when you look at, you know, what's your leadership legacy? How have you impacted people and changed their lives? That to me is is the beginning of leadership. Before we got all the way here, you had an origin story. You had a start. 
you you won PRS essays, uh, even though maybe you were the only nominee. What drew you to communications? What drew you to PR? How, it, what was that initial spark or or drive that that brought you into this world? So I'll tell you a funny story. When I was in high school, I thought I wanted to be an actor, a musical theater actor. And I applied to all these great schools that had great BFA programs, the real deal. Mm-hmm. Carnegie Mellon, I think Ithaca, mm-hmm. uh, SUNY Purchase, mm-hmm. Syracuse U. And I did all my auditions and I got these lovely letters that said, uh, "Just you just don't have it for the BFA program. But based on your background and your grades, and yeah, come come to our college. You could do advertising. You could do journalism. You could do PR. Deep in the back of my mind, I knew at best, you know, I'd be a waiter and not always not, not always an employed waiter. And so <laughs> I knew I needed a, sc- a school. I sensed that just had a great journalism, PR, mm-hmm. etc. Leaning towards Syracuse, towards Newhouse. And my best friend in elementary school and junior high school, his dad was a PR guy for Tom Carvel, for Fudgy the Whale and all that. And he told about all the PR events that he did. And I thought, this could be a really fun way to make a living. So I'm going to pick PR. That's how scientific it was. When I was in the agency business and you were pitching an account, I knew that only part of it were were our great ideas and everything else. But the other part is working the room and involving your audience and see, you know, and a big lesson, like you'd have a few faces like smiling and nodding or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so many people would, would focus their pitch to them. Don't focus your pitch on the people you already have on board. Find the decision maker who's sitting like this and a little grumpy Mm -hmm. and, involve them one way or the other. So that's something I definitely learned. And then also the drama and the voice and the speech and when when whispering can be very effective. You know? And then when to boom to the back of the room. So no, I, I, I use a lot of those lessons. Were there people that stood out that were either like you are now coaches or mentors that influenced you or impacted you in a significant way that you that you can recall them to this day? Oh, my God, yeah. I, I'd have to say uh, I worked for two glass ceiling breakers, agency owner Jean Way Schoonover and, Bar- and Barbara Way Hunter. They were obviously sisters. Mm-hmm. And my Jean story is we were pitching an account. I was like 24. Because I was the young man, it was kind of reverse sexism and ageism where I was given opportunity, you know, you know, um, to, and, and, and she put me in charge of a pitch. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And I, I just couldn't write the plan. I didn't know what to do. I don't know why I did this. I called the, it was a record label and I called the record label president. I wish I had those kind of cojones today because like, I would never do that. But in those, and I asked for an extension. What I was like crazy. So, of course, he, oh, sure. And then he calls Jean, the owner, the president of the firm. She brings me up to her office and says, so um, I understand you called the head of the record label. Yes, I did, Jean. I just, I didn't feel ready to get it together. You know, she goes, hmm. Now, at that point, she could have fired me. 
She could have screamed at me. She could have done both. She could have kicked me out. And she didn't. She simply said, huh, I wonder what your other options were. I should have asked you for help. I could have asked another, a VP for help. I should have thought. I, I should have asked you what to do. I could have asked you to make. I should, she said, look, um, we are all entitled to mistakes. We make them. And as long as we don't repeat them, you're good. Now, what was the learning for me? Mm. Is that by her grace and her dignity and her coaching me, by asking me a question rather than doing all these other things, my loyalty to her, I mean, the proverbial, you want me to jump, Jean? Show me the cliff, I'm jumping. And the other lesson is her sister, Barbara Way Hunter, they eventually sold to Ogilvy and Mather. Mm -hmm. And Barbara at age 65 or so, mm -hmm. went out and founded Hunter, a great thriving PR firm. And let me tell wow. you, when, was wow. that 25 years ago? So first of all, when they when they took over the agency in the late 60s, long before I was there, women did not own PR firms. Just women did not. It just was not done. And when Barbara founded a PR firm 25 years ago mm -hmm. at age 65, trust me, 65 year olds were not being entrepreneurs then. They were not founding agencies. Certainly yeah. 65 year old women weren't. So her courage and her belief in her dream and in her chapter three. So to this day, both both of them still inspire me. Wow, what an impact on a 24-year-old by you telling the story in the kind of detail you just told it. It's it's seared itself into you. Oh God, yeah. And I, and I mention both stories when appropriate in training and coaching. When people say, right. oh my God, it's too late. I'm 55, I lost my job, what can I do? I say, well, you know, here's a choice Barbara Hunter made. People are rethinking, what does a life of abundance really look like? Mm -hmm. What does a life of satisfaction look like? Mm -hmm. And, well, you know, what is my purpose in life? Because my purpose in life, I thought it was to be an agency leader and to, to do great events and to launch the one and only Wonder Bra. You know, I <laughs> thought that was my purpose in life. Guess what? And I even remember now, I mean, we had great events. We won Silver Anvil, Big mm -hmm. App. We won everything that year. We won everything. And I remember being in a taxi, going to a, a, a one of our other events. We were launching a, a big billboard in Times Square, and the model was going to come out, you know. Right. Something and my stomach was just in a knot. And it's like, well, wait, I, I you know. You're a great strategist. You're great creative. You really brought it this time. You got the best media team in New York, bar none. You've got Marina Mar, where if something goes wrong, she'll keep the clients happy till we figure it out. Cause she yeah. did that. She was, she, she'd be there like, how can I help you, Ken? Not yeah. I'm the boss. Not my name is on the door. How do I help you succeed? Which Another good leader. A great leader. And of you know, unless there was going to be a major arson or a major, mm -hmm. you know, shooting or something, we were going to get great media coverage nationwide. My client would be thrilled, yada, yada, yada. Mm. But I just couldn't savor the moment. Mm. So with hindsight, that was my gut telling me there's something else for you, buddy. Mm. Even though you didn't realize at the moment, it was a, a pivotal moment for you. Yeah, yeah.
mm-hmm. understanding what you were feeling and that you shouldn't be feeling that at this moment. Yeah, right? but I didn't know. I thought that was just the stress of being a, however old I was, PR guy. And that was just what life was going to be like. You think about the those kind of moments and then working with the kind of people that you work with and how all of that really was a lead up into be, being what you are now. Oh, Every, everything meant to be. No coincidences. Everything. It's amazing. Meant to be. Yeah. And even, you know, my last position in PR in agency life, which for me was pretty miserable, <laughs> but I had to experience that to say you need something more, you need something different. For the ones that want to evolve and want to succeed in life and business, it really is about taking those failures and learning from them because there's golden lessons in each and every one. And that sounds exactly, those were the stepping stones that helped you find your way of, no, I, I, I realize that's that's not for me. Yeah. But and, and you know the, the space you love you, you love communications you love public relations but it wasn't know, meant to be anymore a different it wasn't role. Meant to be. it's interesting so my clients who are almost all from the space mm-hmm. i don't coach them around pr ever 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 we coach them around leadership leading their teams leading their clients leading their business partners leading themselves right yet they tell me um, I just feel a comfort with you. I feel I can use a shorthand. I feel like somehow because you've been there, you know, we use a real coaching method. We use questions. We use neuroplasticity. You know, if I'm telling them what to do based on my experience in the business, that's not coaching. Mm-hmm. That's one-on-one consulting. And I'm going to use the coaching process. I'm going to use open-ended, empowering questions to ignite their brains, to ignite the front of their brains, where commitment and passion and collaboration and all those important things happen. So my job is not to tell them what to do. My job is to coach them to light up the part of the brain where their answers are buried. I was going to ask you about your why and about what makes what makes you unique as a consultant, but it, that you just spelled it out. Your guidance is um helping them find the key we certified we experienced coaches believe that our clients have everything they need already something might be getting in the way an energy block some experience from their past our job is not to tell them what to do our job is to help them unblock what's getting in the way of their success you can achieve whatever you want if you're willing to do the heavy lifting, you can coach or you can judge. Can't do both at the same time. You got to decide. <laughs> and so they are at their pace, their speed. It is their journey, not mine. The natural inclination for most of us would be to jump in the pool. Well, many consultants, many PR people, many marketing people I observe, leaders, find coaching and go into coaching and and. You know, if I see and I say, hey, if I can give you any guidance from when I started, not coaching, I will give you consulting <laughs> for free. And I tell them the biggest challenge is going to be trust the coaching process. Don't go into consulting. It should feel very different. You, what you're doing is 
is all bound up together in who you are. How do you find balance in your life? The coaching we do is actually based on G leadership coaching. Mm -hmm. And so I find coaching gives me such anabolic energy, which is the kind you want to tap into mm -hmm. more and more, um, that I hang up from a call and I am uplifted. I'm, I'm just uplifted. I'm full of energy. And there are times I think, I get paid for this. <laughs> you will hear something in a coaching session that's meant for you. Interesting. And it's not selfish to take to take it and and learn from it. I have an ELI ICF uh International Coach Federation certified mm. uh energy leadership coach. I think to be a good if you want to be a great coach, you've got to have a great coach and I do. I've really make some kind of exercise and movement i i strive for six days a week mm. that makes a huge difference mm. and i've learned i you know i don't know if it's meditation or mindfulness mm -hmm. but using something like calm or headspace or, yes. or one of those at least 10 minutes a day makes a very big difference if i if i do that and you know 30 minutes of movement every morning I have a very uh, powerful, very positive day. And then I feel that brings me balance. My office hours are 10 to 6 Eastern. And I really try to keep to that. I find that gives me balance. Do you have advice for folks, young people that are that may be listening, that are thinking about coming into the, into the space, into the communications um, and PR space? What would you say to them? Look for the people who are leading who are using good energy influence, right? Who, who serve others, whether they're leading up, across, or down. Because you can start to observe what works with you, what works with others. Observe that it's not often about title, but it's about being able to, to advocate for change and bring change and have positive outcomes look for people who just seem to be able to discuss anything with anyone. Think about how you use your day. Hmm. Just because people can put 12 appointments on your calendar, and this is harder in the beginning. So hmm. this is my, this is more for, I think, mid to senior, um, but to, to think about your day, and think about when are you really good? When are you really good at thinking and doing complex work? For many people, it's the morning. Try to protect your morning. Try to book appointments with yourself in the morning. Your job is not to attend 12 to 14 sessions a day. It's to bring your brain. It's to bring your listening skills. That's right. And if you're going meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting, yeah, you get you get the badge for most meetings attended. That's not really much. You know, our brains need rest. They need sleep mm -hmm. and they need downtime. They need a cup of tea. They you know, they need all these things. So stop stop using technology to combat the state that the brain wants. The brain wants sleep. The brain wants focus. The brain wants a break. This is going to be good for everyone, every level. Stop multitasking. Multitasking is doing a lot of things at the same time, none of them well. Why would you want that? 
Instead, Unitask, spend 15, 20 minutes, deep discussion, no Slack, no ping, turn notifications off, turn mm. texting off, let your brain focus. You will be amazed at what you can really achieve when you set your brain on it for 20 or 30 minutes. You you kind of nailed it when you said that's at every level. It doesn't every level. If there was a song title or a song lyric that captures you or your journey, what would it be? It's Beatles. Okay. And it is let it be. Just see what's going on in life, accept it, learn from it, don't fight it. There is some good in everything going on. Paul wrote that when he was a young man. Um, it's a very, very insightful mm -hmm. song in, in terms of the meaning of that song and and uh, really acceptance, right? And it, acceptance is such a powerful tool. And, um, I, I do want to ask if if people want to get in touch with you. How will of they? Of course. How the best way is email ken at jacobscom dot com. I'll spell it again because it's long. K-E-N at J-A-C-O-B-S-C-O-M-M.com. You can also find at jacobscom.com the website, our story. You can find our Taking the Lead video podcast there. And these are all, you know, we interview people, as you said, from the world of PR. We don't talk about PR. We talk leadership. Well, and we also good. have a Jacobs Consulting and Executive Coaching YouTube channel. Thank you for today. This was so nice that you were able to make the time for this. And, and ah, my pleasure.